think that's usually where I'm at. I think I'm baseline a type 5 on the Bristol scale, and I'm okay with that. I'm willing to live with it. Welcome back to Privy. Privy is a podcast about bathrooms, recorded in my home bathroom. I am your host, Hunter Hoover, and I love bathrooms. Uh, just a weekly bathroom check-in this week. Um, I did have um, Applebee's again last night, and so... Uh, it actually wasn't bad. I've been doing a bunch of yard work, um, and thankfully we we got it in right before the rain hit. Uh, if in the background of this recording you can you can hear the rain, um, it is it is currently in one of those fun uh, spring Oregon just super downpours. So um, yeah, it's there. You might hear that pitter patter in the background. Hopefully not. But here's the deal, and. Applebee's is not the worst uh, offender this week because I'm convinced that I probably shouldn't eat Red Robin anymore. And it's not because Red Robin isn't delicious. It is. The problem is, is that never-ending basket of fries, uh, when the basket of fries keeps coming and they don't stop coming, I, I keep just putting either too much of those little seasoning salt packets, uh, which nowadays you have to like special request those in the days of COVID, but, or I, I get too just like dip happy with the campfire sauce. I'm not sure which one it is, uh, but I'm actually, I, I think the culprit is the campfire sauce. There's something about just the wet nature of the campfire sauce that seems like it's going to, uh, rear its ugly head in the bathroom a little more. Um, I went to Red Robin with some homies after young adults, and man, middle of the night, I was visited by the tummy gremlin just trying to burst forth, and it, it was about an hour and a 45-minute ordeal, to which the the guy who, shout out Ian, uh, who helps lead young adults with me, I texted him in the morning. I was like, hey, here was my adventure. How are you? And he's like, are you okay? Do you need help? Uh, and But I was fine, you know. Uh, maybe a little dehydrated, but it's so bad, though. Both an amount and time spent on the pot, as well as the duration of the actual feeling of tummy awfulness. One of the things is, um, and it's, it's what we're going to get into this week, but it turns out that if a person wanted to, they could probably figure out what was causing that, like, awful, my stomach feels terrible and I just have to get this out of me sensation um, by running some sort of analysis of that person's turd. And so, without too much further ado, this week we are talking about poop logs and stool tests. What we can learn from the things we leave can be helpful to track our stool, poop logs, and stool samples. A brief history of stool samples goes back to pretty much every like ancient culture that ever existed. You know, and anytime we start talking like ancient history of bathrooms, I feel like we either land in Egypt, Greece, or Rome, and or China, but like 
here we are. But yeah, ancient Chinese, Egyptian, Greek, and Roman medicine, all of them, would call on a person uh, and had somebody in their vernacular and I guess in their just hierarchy of existence. Could you imagine? Um, yeah. Okay. So imagine you roll up uh, to a doctor and they have a person listed on the little like, who's in this office? Who's working in this office? And they have somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, Keegan Seymour, Scatamancer or Coppermancer. Excuse me now. Um, that sounds like some strange Dungeons and Dragons, like weird sorcerer spinoff character class. Uh, it also might sound like someone who has romanced a cop, Copromancer. <laughs> no, uh, but it's a fancy way. This title, Copromancer or Scatamancer, is a fancy way of saying someone who tries to make divination. That is, see the future, tell a fortune, those type things, by looking at a person's poop. All things from color, shape, smell, and for goodness sakes, texture, were taken in texture. I like to think that this is a texture sample that is taken like by taking like maybe like a tongue depressor, a popsicle stick for the layman. <laughs> um, <laughs> popsicle stick what are we seven uh a tongue depressor and just getting like swirled up around in there to evaluate the texture of of this little buddy yeah texture uh was taking to into account to try to determine medical condition as well as color shape smell all those things that i said and while today's concerns on the on the podcast uh are primarily with the medical use of stool samples and tracking our poop, it should also be noted that many of these cultures believed that you could tell a person's fortune based on their, like, poop. Herds. Like, could you imagine? Could you? Okay. So you roll up, you know you're in LA because nobody is, I feel like nobody gets their fortune read anywhere but like a, whatever these people do these days. And the dude just hands you a container and says, like, hey, the bathroom's over there. Feel free to leave it and we'll pick it up. We'll be right there to root around in your scoot and tell you your future. Now, I'd be like, sir, don't you have, like, a crystal ball that you can, like, glad handle in order to tell me these things? Like, do I really have to deuce in a bag or a cup in order for you to get there? Um, no thanks. But outside fortunes, there has been an understanding that our fecal matter can tell us something about what is going on medically within us. And though people have been doing this for some time, uh, there has been a science refined about how they go about determining medical problems from your stool. One of the most clear uh, things they have realized is that purely looking at the turd, just like making eye contact with that that little log the turd and seeing its physical traits can tell you some things about what's going on in there what's going on in your tum tum let's take a look at at what you're leaving behind before we continue i can't stress enough i'm i am not a doctor uh so any medical advice that is perceived from this episode is unintentional 
I've never pretended to be a doctor. If you have tummy problems, go see your doctor. Don't listen to me. Uh, We are simply looking at the phenomenon of studying poop to learn about what's going on inside of our bodies. Uh, And so, in medicine, there is a tool called the Bristol Stool Scale. Uh, And this Bristol Stool Scale is used to classify types of feces based on shape and texture and is primarily used and is the main diagnostic tool used to determine irritable bowel syndrome. Now, the chart was first used in modern medical analysis in 1997 when two scientists from England, Stephen Lewis or Stephen Lewis, not going to tell him how to say his name, and Ken Heaton suggested it be used as such. Five years after the study, um, the chart is then first used in modern medical analysis. And in short, their medical analysis in 1997, when two scientists um, uh, did this study and then they said, hey, let's do this, uh, their assumption that was the texture of the leavings is determined by how much time the, the log spends passing through the like fun shoot of the human digestive tract and so by looking at the stool you can determine a few things about the digestive tract and and as an extension the digestive system of that person and there's actually probably credence to this idea that time spent in the digestive tract affects what the turd looks like see our wombat episode and their cube-shaped dookies but Based off this assumption, they put forth seven different types of poop. And they, they range from type one, the most hard and uh, I would say like they, they range from hard to soft, type one being the hardest, type seven being the like least hard. It's, you'll see why I'm like beating around the bush on that. It's not really a solid. So describing it as hard is kind of stupid anyway. Um, but Type 1 are these small, hard lumps that the Bristol scale describes as, quote, like nuts. Now, can why nuts? There's so many other small, round, hard things like, I don't know, marbles that you don't eat, that you went with nuts, a thing that people love to eat. And these are bigger than peanuts, so don't... God. I, this is what I call the rabbit droppings. Um, they're the ones that, man, they take a real work to get going. Uh, and then they get the like, bloop, bloop. Uh, it sounds like you're dropping an Alka-Seltzer underneath your butt into the toilet. Um, the type two, uh, the scale describes as lumpy sausages. Now, I don't like, again, this idea of a food descriptor item to describe the turd. Why a sausage? I mean... I love sausages. I don't like that to be associated with the way we describe a turd. Type 3, back to sausage land, they call it cracked sausages, and they note these can be black. Now, type 4 is called the perfect stool, is described as a sausage or snake that is smooth with no cracks. It's the gold standard of of human leavings, type 4. A snake or sausage with no cracks. 
type five, soft blobs with clear edges. I think that's usually where I'm at. I think I'm baseline a type five on the Bristol scale and I'm okay with that. I'm willing to live with it. Type six is described as fluffy. Now, fluffy is not an accurate adjective for poop ever. Um, flaky, maybe. Not solid, definitely. But like fluffy, that's clouds, not poop. Like, and type six is essentially diarrhea light. It's what happens right before you're at diarrhea, which is, of course, type seven, watery. Uh, and that is where I was at with Red Robin this week, for sure. Interestingly enough, um, they found that types one and two, which is acquitted or equated to being constipated, are more prominent in lady folk. So happy women's month. Um, I'm sorry that if you're a lady, statistically speaking, you are more likely to be constipated. And that's just not fair. Because men are more likely to be at a type 5 or 6 baseline, which I'd concur. I agree. I think, like I said, I'm baseline 5 or 6. I think I'm closer to the 5. And that's just by looking at it. We got this Bristol scale. Outside of look, they can take a stool sample and run a fecal occult blood test. This test, the fecal occult blood test, is designed to detect traces of blood in human stool. Now. I think we can all agree we don't want blood in our stool. It sounds like just a generally bad thing to have found there. Um, but if it is found, the blood in the stool can begin to be used to determine if there is something going on in the gastrointestinal system that is causing the bleeding. Like, where are you bleeding at? How, how much of this is, like, what's the oxygen richness of this blood? Um... What is causing the bleeding? And it, and it will lead to further testing. The American Cancer Society recommends a fecal coloc... Okay. This is me proving that I'm not a doctor. The, the American Cancer Society recommends a fecal co colorectal cancer screening every year for the detection and treatment of possible cancers in persons over the age of 45. Pretty much. If there is a growth or polyp or something causing lesions or problems in the tummy tract, that would result in blood. It's this idea that there's a thing there that should not be, and it's causing a wound inside your tum-tum, and it's making blood in your stomach, which is not good. Um, outside this, uh, outside of the uh, uh, fecal occult blood test, they can also run a microbiology test. If a person has ascariasis, Go with that. Hookworms, whipworms, etc. These can be determined through looking at poop under the microscope. You, you, you brown splat, put it on a petri dish, and you take a look under there. It's like, hey, I see that worm. Oof. If there is unwanted bacteria in your tum-tum causing problems, an analysis will show that they have produced unwanted things found during these tests. They can also... Uh, test for intolerances by looking at the pH levels of your of your human brown. It's it's like if your body is not absorbing fats, uh, a fecal fat test checks for uh, whether or not your body is absorbing fats well. If you're not, your body will be passing those fats into your uh, turds. 
fecal elastase is an ongoing way of diagnosing pancreatitis. There's a medical basis not only for documenting our stool look and in some cases having it tested. In fact, the most famous new awfulness, the, the COVID-19, Big Rona, um, also at the day of recording, uh, we, we dropped the mask mandate here in Oregon. So um, let those chins hang free if you want. And if you're not letting them hang free, totally fine. Uh, do as you please. But the most famous new awfulness, COVID, can be detected in human poop. And that brings us to a special segment of Poo in the News. This Poo in the News was submitted to me by my friend Chris Luckman. Thank you, Chris. Uh, So, after COVID kicked off its stuff in the early parts of 2020, science started to do what it does and began to do studies. And one of those studies found that when you get COVID... It shows up in your poop. A person with COVID has SARS-CoV-2 in their poop, which is just science for COVID-19, or for the layman, the big Rona. In response to this discovery, so someone that the labs discover, hey, there's there's COVID in the brown, we better do something about it. In response to that discovery, the CDC did what they do best. They created a new agency. And that agency is called the National Wastewater Surveillance System. Now, you might have heard the word surveillance in there and gone, excuse me now, I thought this was America. Uh, Yep, forget them tracking you on Pokemon Go. They're tracking your medical concerns through what you flush down the toilet. The reason that they started this uh, agency was through testing of the fecal matter that is produced in human brown. If they test it inside of a community, they can begin to trace the uh, spikes and valleys of COVID in those communities. And the idea is thus be able to move resources around if there is a serious problem. So that way communities with a high spike of COVID are have access to the resources that maybe they have to pull from a community that didn't need it as much. And they can get ahead of that as they're testing this wastewater. Uh, now, this is good because they'd be able to test and detect spikes in COVID. But the downside, perhaps, is privacy. I guess most people probably don't care if they, tele- if they test um, the collective leavings of their community after they flush it away. But it's still weird to think about. Like, you can track COVID, and as we heard earlier in the episode, other things through your poop. And what the NWSS, the National Wastewater Surveillance System, or is it system? Yes. Uh, What they do is, with it in place, and, and it has been in place for about a year and a half now, they have been passively seeing if what you flush and all your neighbors flush has traces of COVID in it. Wow. Thanks, COVID and CDC. What a world. You've been testing our turds for a year and a half. Just as, And my question is, will they stop with COVID? Or is it like, are they going to be able to test this for other traces of things and, and 
find maybe stuff that they shouldn't or we don't want them to find. Who knows? But, like, so I know, so there's like urine, okay, my brain's wandering. There's urine tests to test if someone has drugs and alcohol in their body. Could, and I know this is going to a big wastewater place where it is collected for a community, but could they gather a stool sample via the wastewater that you flush down in order to see if you have drugs and alcohol in your system? Do you see what I'm saying? It's kind of weird to think about. Like, where does this stop? Probably with COVID. Let's say COVID. And, and in saying COVID, that brings us to the end of Who in the News. One of the other tools in place for medical diagnosis is stool trackers. Some of the stool trackers available are more medical in nature than others, um, and a stool tracker is simply a device or a practice, really, like it does take practice to get into the habit of it. Oh, in fact, no, I'll do that in a second. Um, to keep track of the frequency and other visual things, as well as diet and other factors that could affect your uh, backdoor, uh, backdoor bathrooming. And then there are other poop trackers, which are purely recreational. And one of the reasons we would keep track of the things um, that we produce backside is to see how diet and exercise and stress and all and sleep and all these other things affect our bathrooming as well as how on the flip side our bathrooming affects our general well-being and day-to-day feel it's a wild thing like some people keep a handwritten log log you can use to keep track and probably what it was back in the day was you had a chart and you filled out the chart next to your toilet while you went but as we've discussed, um, here in the modern area, modern area, modern era, for goodness sakes, um, one of the things that people just love doing is they just love being on their phones while they're on their thrones. And so there is no shortage of apps detailing how and when and what it was like to poop when you did it poop apps. And today on the show, we have a very special installment of craptastic apps. Today in craptastic apps, we're going to look at a very special poop tracking app called the poop map. Now, this app was first uh, sent to me by my homie, who you might be hearing from soon. Uh, Jude Domini, I believe, I believe you are who sent this to me. If someone else sent this to me, feel free to embarrass me publicly on the internet at Alton. Uh, but the poop map, uh, there are a lot of poop tracking apps that take into account the medical side of going to the bathroom. But very few poop tracking apps are concerned with all the many places that you poop. And seeing all the places that not only where you've pooped, but where your homies have gone to the bathroom. Now, Poop Map, at its core, is a social app where going to the bathroom, more importantly, where you go to the bathroom, is the focus. When you boot up the app, you are brought to a map of the world, uh, where, which then you can hit and it focuses in where you're at. Um, and you can sort by public, 
friends or personal leavings and in it when you poop you can detail on the live map so i actually have to uh drop in real time a retroactive one and it's pretty easy for me to enter because i it was at my parents house um but you click drop poop uh and then you go in and you enter like oh location description um long and hard yep uh, and you can even, there, there's like little stickers. For me, I need to change the time of this leaving uh, because I'm going back and retrofitting it. Uh, and then you can give it a star rating and then you save it. And your poop is saved to this map that you, then you can see all your poops and your friends' poops. Um, if you choose to go public, you can see other people's poops that you don't know. When you poop, you can detail on a live map where the poop was dropped as well as a description. And the reason I wanted to share this craptastic app with you is because I have been using this app for one full calendar year. Every time I have made a number two in the last year, it is logged within this app. Yes, every single time that I have produced Brown for one full calendar year, I have entered it in this app. And if you want to join up, download Poop Map. Add me. I'm old Jasper. I'm old Jasper on there. Um, I'm working on getting the group public so others can join up. Uh, we are the privies is the group. If you want to search for it or uh, hit me up and I'll try to get you added. But you can view your friends dumps and uh, leave comments, that sort of thing. It's it's free. I can't stress that. And in the last year, almost as if to prove the premise of this podcast... I'm going to give you live. So as of right now, um, and I'm actually uh, about two weeks short of one full year on the app, but in the last, um, we'll call it 50 weeks since I'm two weeks short, uh, I have gone number two 707 times. Now, my, I mean, it's got all your stats right in here, and you can view stats for your friends. Um, I've actually gone to the bathroom it says I've gone to the bathroom in three countries, but that that can't be right. Um, it it's a cool app. You have a year in review. You can go in and look at your year in review, which I I I will try to share some screenshots of that uh, for y'all to enjoy. Uh, it's a cool app. You can set it to public or private drops, so to stay anonymous if you want, only you can see it if you want. Or if you if you go for it, your friends can also view it, which is kind of fun. I like it, mostly because, and I can't stress this at all, <coughs> there's nothing medical about this app whatsoever. Um, it's, it's purely for the social enjoyment of seeing where other people do poop. And I've learned a lot about myself. Like, I have on my map, like, poop clusters where I frequent and I leave my most dumps uh, and it's weird, but poop map is great. Our, our group is called, like I said, the privies. I will note that there are some paid promotions. Uh, you can pay to remove ads, which I, the ads are just essentially a banner at the bottom. It's not like videos or anything. Uh, so it's not too bad there. They also have sticker packs and some customizations option, customization options that you can buy. Not awful. Um, but I haven't spent a dime on the app. I might. Uh, and I've had a thoroughly great time. 
the only thing that I is is this. So for craptastic apps, personally, I'm giving Poop Map four golden plungers out of five. I reserve that last golden plunger though only because there are some UI things that could get cleaned up, uh, and I would love to be able to change my icon color without paying. Currently, you have to pay to change your icon color. The default is red, and I so want that thing to be orange, but I got to pay. I got I to gotta fork up some coin. Yeah, you got to pay to change your color. I got to fork up some coin if I want that orange marker. It's a fun app. Add me, old Jasper. Um, we'll have a good time with it. People have, oh, this is the end of Craptastic Caps. Uh, people have been keeping track of and studying their poop uh, for, for a long time. There's a lot to learn about a healthy diet and li- about health, diet, and lifestyle from this. And poop also, as we talked about in the world's largest herd episode, is one of those things that uh, when fossilized, you can actually study it to learn about what life may have been like for people in the past. But so whether you're logging your logs medically or just for fun, I hope the experience is fun for you. I'm going on a year and I don't plan on stopping using the app personally. This brings us to the end of another episode of Privy. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope that you would connect with us on social media. We're at PrivyCast. Got all sorts of good things going on there. Trying to get some Toilet Tuesday action going on. Feel free to post pictures of your toilet, videos of your toilet. Um, just anything toilet related, tag the show at PrivyCast and hashtag it Toilet Tuesday. Let's get that popping off. Also, um, if you want to see, uh, uh, send us an email with feedback or episode suggestions. If you have something that you're like, man, oh man, I know about this. Uh, privycast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to leave the rating on, uh, leave a rating on the show. Uh, Spotify has ratings. It's real easy to do that. The five star option is our preferred. Helps folks find the show and tell, tell somebody, say, hey, I listened to a podcast about bathrooms. Now, just a second. I know what you're thinking, but it's also recorded in a bathroom. If anything, it's fun to just see what people's face does. But, I hope that if people listen to this, they find that it is as weird as they thought it was going to be, but hopefully worth it. Yeah. As always, we'd like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of Barroom Ballet as our intro and outro music. You can find Kevin's music at incompetech.com, and his music is licensed under Creative Commons License Attribution 4.0. Thanks, Kevin. We would also like to thank Poddington Bear for the use of camp as the Pooh in the News intro and outro music. You can find Poddington Bear's music at poddingtonbear.com. Thanks, Poddington. This has been another episode of Privy. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad you're here in my bathroom. And now, as always, make sure you log it. But after you do, don't forget to flush. Flush.